What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to session 1105 of Ask Pat 2.0. You're about to listen to a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. And today we're speaking with Nick Blevins. And Nick has a couple of businesses that are both on the side. And the first one is the Family Ministry Podcast. Uh, He's a minister himself and he helps other ministries uh, sort of boost their messaging, which relates to the second side business he has, which is called Ministry Boost. You can find that at ministryboost.org. He and his friends started that. They have courses and consulting and do coaching related to those things. But in this particular episode, Nick wanted to ask me about adding a subscription model to the online courses. How do they blend if possible? How might one be leading into the other and vice versa? And how do you make sure you don't sort of oversell and overwhelm your people? And it'll be very easy to see Nick really cares about his customers. And we're going to discuss this a little bit so we can come to an amazing conclusion, which you'll find out at the end. So make sure you stick around. Thanks again for being here and listening to Ask Pat. And here is Nick Blevins from ministryboost.org. Hey, Nick, welcome to Ask Pat 2.0. Thanks so much for being here today. Hey, Pat. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this will be a lot of fun. I'm excited to learn more about you. And why don't you give us a little lowdown on who you are and what you do? Yeah, my name is Nick Blevins, and I am a next-gen pastor at Community Christian Church in Maryland. And that's what I do full-time. And then on the side, I kind of have two businesses. One is my own personal business where I have my website and a podcast that you helped me start called the Family Ministry Podcast. So it's for leaders that lead in churches and specifically that lead in children's and, and student ministry in churches. And then some friends and I started an organization last year called Ministry Boost, where we we provide courses and coaching and consulting for church leaders. And so we're a year into that now. It's been a lot of fun. That's really cool. What's uh, been your favorite part about starting your own thing and starting the podcast and and, and putting the message out there? Well, I I think with the podcast, especially in starting that, it's just the conversations. Like I've had so many great conversations, learned from so many people. I'm sure you experienced this where you get Mm -hmm. to just know so many people more than you ever did before. And then when you go to a conference or something, you see him all the time. It's like a a family reunion of sorts or whatever. So I think it's the networking, the connections that have come from that and and the company that we launched. I agree for for, for the networking for sure. And so congrats on everything. That's amazing. I think your podcast, you said it was up to over 150 episodes at this point. So you've been doing this for a while. So why don't we dig in? Just tell me uh, what's on your mind. Yeah. So with the company Ministry Boost, a couple of years ago, my friends and I kind of did some mastermind coaching groups, which is very popular, of course, in the business world. I learned a lot about that from you as well. Not so popular in the church world, at least not with that name, but we did it and it was it, it, it went really well. We had a lot of groups and, and we helped lead them. And then last year we started Ministry Boost to kind of add some online courses to the mix and really make the courses our our you know, main offering. So we do courses, coaching and consulting, but it's mostly about the online courses. And now, right now we have 20 courses and my two business partners and I probably lead maybe 10 of those or eight of those. And then the rest are from some of our friends. And so we've sold those courses kind of like a la carte, you know, people just buy Mm -hmm. access to the course and they get that and they take it. But we're going to add another five to 10 courses for this fall. And we're just thinking about a subscription model. Like, should we move to a subscription model where church leaders could pay a monthly price and then they get access to all the courses, which we love the idea. It sounds great. We're wrestling with how do we pay our instructors, you know, because it used to just be a percentage. And if it's a subscription model, we're not sure about that. So what do you think about the idea of that? 
And then even how do we do that? What do you think is the best way to, to make that work financially? I mean, I think it's great to explore the idea. So I'm, I'm very appreciative of the question because I think a lot of people are in the same camp, especially those who are just starting out and are considering multiple courses because it gets to a point where it just becomes a lot of sort of one-offs versus a much easier experience from a customer point of view to kind of go in and you can kind of hand select and you get access to everything. Can you give me a little bit more info on the courses in terms of price point and then potential price points that you've thought about or, or discussed with your team related to what the subscription might be? Yeah, definitely. So we have we have a few courses that are live, like on a Zoom call every week, and those are more expensive and they would not be part of the subscription model. So they're like 200. Most of our courses that are what I, you know, on demand, you get them as soon as you sign up, they're 50 to $100. There's some that are 20, they're more introductory, kind of get you in. Most of them are 50 to $100 a course. And then we were thinking about, we, and this is very early, what if we charged maybe as much as 50 a month to get access to everything? Or and, in, and for churches that have larger staff, you know, they get discounts from there. So we're not just selling directly to the leader, but even the church itself. So maybe, you know, if you have five to 10 staff at your church using it, you're, it's $30 a month or something like that. That's what we were thinking. Yeah. Lots of concerns there, but that's, that's what we're thinking. Okay. So $50 a month times 12, you know, so you're, you're looking at $600 a year per person for that. And I'm curious, what is the sort of rate at which a person's buying more than one course? I'm curious. Yeah, we had, I, I, we ran this uh, study a little bit ago and it was probably a third of people bought one course, a third of people bought multiple courses. If you just looked at all of our people that have purchased and there was another third that multiple people from the same church bought courses, if oh, that wow. makes sense. Yeah. So there's about a third, 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 if you look at it that way, which there's overlap between the churches that have multiple courses and people that buy multiple courses, but that was kind of how it shook down. Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting predicament here. It's a good problem to have. It's like, okay, well, which which way do we want to go? But it's interesting because, you know, hypothetically with, with a, a percentage of your audience, you could make more money by having them pay monthly and even encourage them more to take action on what you're teaching because there's that subscription model. They're seeing that bill every month or every quarter or every year, and they're sort of encouraged to, you know, get their money's worth and, and keep going with it and perhaps even dive into courses that they wouldn't have normally gotten access to and thus getting more help, which is which is great. But on the other hand, you know, uh, a monthly subscription is a big ask of people versus, you know, hey, you have this problem or you want to learn about this thing. Here's the solution that you could just pay one time for. So it's 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 kind of an interesting mix, and I know a number of people who who do it a number of different ways. Um, I know some people who are on, in the camp of, no, let's not do subscription because that adds so much more administrative work. It you know adds a lot of confusion, and especially if you have multiple course owners, well, then how might you break that down? And it could be you know I know some people who do the subscription model in this similar fashion with different course creators, and literally it's a calculation on how many course openings are for that particular course and, and that person, meaning, you know, if, if I was in your, your, your suite of courses, for example, my percentage of the overall subscription base would be based on how many people are actually getting into my course in particular. And of course, mm -hmm. that's a lot of, a lot of calculations, a lot of things, and, and, you know, it, it could work, but it, it's also, you know, there's a lot more things that could be mixed up or, or broken. And how do you calculate that? How do you know it's tracked properly? So, so that's tough. I also know some people who go, hey, we're moving all of our courses into the subscription model, except for these certain ones, because those aren't taught by us. So you could have a subscription model for your 
team in your courses, which will help break down that percentage a little bit better for because that's just all going to your company. And then the other one off courses, you could still have sort of separate and then your your subscription members, if you want to call them members, have a discount to those. And so they're still getting people coming in. But the subscription model, the benefit is you also get coupons to these other courses that aren't instructed by you. So there's a hundred different ways you can go about it. And and honestly, every time I come across a situation like this, I always go, okay, if this were easy, what would it, what would it look like? And mm. so I would love to ask you sort of where is your gut telling you to go with all this? Because it's, it's definitely a lot to consider. Yeah. My gut is I think about, you know, the customer first, I mean, we're trying to help church leaders and with the limited time they have each week to work on their ministry, no different than business. You have so much time you're working in the business. You have very little time to work on it each week. And so we're trying to provide help to them to kind of fast forward that. And to me, the subscription model seems easier for them because I just get everything. Now, I think there's a little bit more ownership on their side to be disciplined and actually go through the courses, right? Mm. Because it's not just one. They could kind of let it go. It's like a gym membership, right? You could just forget about it and not use it. Right. So, but I think for them, it feels easier. For us, it does feel more complicated. Like with the calculations, we even considered, uh, do we license it? Kind of like Netflix does or whatever, where we just pay you this certain amount, maybe do royalties on top. We weren't sure, but that it feels easier for them to do subscription and cheaper. I mean, in the long run, you'd pay more, but you get a lot, so much more for it. You know, there's more value per course. And in our world, most leaders could use half of the courses we offer easily, you know, to help with different areas. So that's, that's what feels easier. I would say it's harder on us, but I'd be okay with that if it's best for them. Yeah, and I, and I love that you're thinking about the customer. The other option, which I don't know if you've thought about or discussed yet, but I know some people who've done it this way, they have a suite of courses. They see a person go through two or three, right? And there's a whole bunch more and they go, oh, this person really loves our stuff. How about they pay a lump sum up front to, it's not a subscription model, but it's a larger upfront cost to just, hey, you have lifetime access to, to everything that you, that's here, plus everything that's coming out in the future. And it's similar to a subscription in that like they have access to everything, but you're asking them to pay a larger amount upfront. That way you don't have to worry about attrition and churn and those kinds of things, the calculations with subscriptions and whatnot. It's just, hey, for $2,000 right now, you get access to all 25 courses plus all courses that come out in the future and it's just one and done. You, you have it. You're a special VIP gold member and if you do that, you also get this other thing that only gold members get or, or whatever. And then percentage-wise with everybody else in there, it could be, hey, you know, we're gonna run this lifetime membership thing for gold members. If you're an instructor in this course, we'll give you this many dollars for every person that we bring through as a gold member and just logistically it's a little bit easier plus you get a larger upfront sum of money and oftentimes that makes people feel much better because they know it's just kind of one and done and it's not a it's not a gym membership it's a it's a it's an investment and a commitment up front mm-hmm. it also would help because i know one of the things we've talked about if we did the monthly subscription is we probably can't have people actually pay monthly because you could pay once and then download whatever you want and then you're done. You know, it had to probably be yeah. like you pay mm-hmm. for six months or a year at a time. But it looks, you know, it looks like a, a monthly cost. So that's something that would help with that because then it wouldn't be a concern. It'd just be the investment up front. Right. And then you get, yeah. you know, a person who has purchased, you know, three courses for, you know, th- th- there's so many ways to utilize and, and market that lifetime subscription. You can have a person like how much would you say? in total, the value is of all the courses that you have together right now? 
probably 1500 to 2000 just if thinking about the price if you got a discount maybe 1500 okay so let's say it's 1500 and a person has taken you know two or three courses and has spent 500 with you already but they're kind of you know not on a regular schedule buying courses and whatnot and and you know they're you know i don't know what the average number of courses a user has had with you but it could be two or three and let's just say they spent five hundred dollars and you can go hey you know what we have this lifetime access thing for fifteen hundred dollars that you can get access to but you know we also realize that you've also already invested five hundred dollars and so what we're going to do for you because we see that you are in this is we're just going to subtract the 500 from the 1500 and we'll just charge you a thousand right now for access to everything because that way it almost is like oh you're not asking me to pay more i've already sort of invested in it and i've paid almost kind of like credit toward the whole lifetime membership if it's 1500 or 2000 or whatever you think it might be that yeah. marketing strategy works really well because a person doesn't feel like they've lost anything by buying early they are adding credit toward a much larger purchase and again it's just so much easier to manage logistically and you get those committed members who you know, and, and that could be a separate list of VIPs who then you can offer super special access for. So on top of that, you could go, hey, guys, we're doing a, an event every year just for VIP members, and you have to be one to go. But uh, at the event, you'll get to see some of the instructors and meet us in person and, and other things like that. Like those people are more likely to say yes because they've committed and, and they love what, you, what you're doing. So I'm just curious, what, where's your head at with this now that we're discussing even more options? I don't mean to overwhelm you with these things, but I just wanted to hopefully present a lot of this to share different angles that maybe you haven't thought of yet. Yeah, I love it. This is really helpful. I think, you know, one thing that would be hard with the upfront cost is most church leaders, especially if they're using their budget, would be better spending monthly or yearly than an upfront thing because they're just not going to have it in the budget for that year. But it is possible. And certainly, one of the things we've thought about is larger churches that have more staff. We want it to be simple for them. We've seen subscription models, even in our industry, so to speak, where they kind of abandoned all these complicated pricing things and just said, hey, it's this much per person a month or this much for this level. Like there's two levels, you know? Yeah. So we've thought about that in terms of if you've got, you know, five to 10 staff, maybe it's this price or 11 plus, it's this price. And the the part that is, that part, it feels like we could figure out the, the harder part is the paying our our course creators. Do you, and let me ask this, do you, I know it's different and everybody does things differently, but what's kind of a standard percentage that somebody would pay a course creator if, you know, they're the one housing it, but they're going to pay their instructor. What kind of percentage do you think they would pay them for the, each course sale? Yeah. I mean, it's, it ranges, obviously. I mean, there's, you know, if you think about course platforms like LinkedIn learning or Linda, you know, mm -hmm. they're, they're paying a certain percentage but it's a smaller percentage versus I know some people who have these networks and, and whatnot, and they have instructors come on and they're paying them 50% because it's like, hey, we're a partner, you know, yeah. this is the marketplace and you're bringing people in, but this is my content and my material. Let's just go 50-50 down the middle. So it really depends, right? Like you said, it's case by case yeah. basis. Yeah. But what, what I would recommend, and how many other course instructors are there? I'm just curious. Um, I'm going to say... 10. I had to think off the top of my head. Okay. It's probably, it might be nine. It might be 11, something That's like awesome. that. And we're adding a few, you know, we're adding a few this fall. So that'd be two, two more people, I think. If I was in your shoes here, here's what I would do. I would get on a call with all of them, like on a webinar and just go, Hey guys, this is what we're thinking of doing because we know we can add more value. We know we can increase the size of our business. And also we want to bring more customers your way. And what we're struggling with is how to make sure that you are comfortable with this and, and compensated for it. And I would love to hear from all of you what some ideas might be that we can then 
take with us and and, and process and, and let you know what we're going to decide. And we just love to know what you think about that. And I think if you rely on them a little bit, they might be able to come up with a solution that they're happy with. And then, of, of course, there's going to be, you know, back and forth, perhaps. And but but I think you might get that like if you just make all the decisions on your own without them, they might go, whoa, what? You, hey, you didn't even tell me about this, right? Which which we see sometimes with other platforms that we've used, or you know, when yeah. when announcements happen without us even being involved in the in the in, in the decision. I mean, these are people's you know money and, and livelihood. So I think I think it would be worth having a conversation at least, or or and just being honest and authentic with them. And I think that I think they would appreciate that. I think they would go, whoa, like I love that you're including me in this process and helping us kind of work with you to create a solution that works for everybody. And again, you're coming from the point of view of we just want to make sure you're being compensated when when we do this and 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 what do you think is good? And I think empowering them would make them feel even more like they're a part of the system. Yeah, definitely. And and we have I mean great instructors. They uh everybody's in it to help church leaders, so it's mm-hmm. not nobody's getting hung up on the money and we actually pay them more than 50% now, which is probably part of why we're in this oh, wow. place and exploring these other things because the, we grow, we've grown enrollment by over 50% every time we launch and we do three launches a year, even though, you know, courses are available anytime we push it big three times a year. So it's growing, you know, in students and registrations and courses, but the financial side of the company itself isn't keeping up. You know what I mean? It's kind of right. a lid right now to helping it grow more. I think if you had numbers to support a decision to go subscription and it made sense, like I think if you could show that a person has the opportunity with this new subscription model, a coach to make more money or at least the same to benefit the business, mm-hmm. then they would be happy with it. I think the, 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 what you don't want to run into is changing the model in a way that ultimately they're going to end up with less because that's, that would be yeah. going backwards, right? And so yeah. if, if you had that math to present to them and, and you can have some goals uh, as well, I mean, maybe it's a, you know, we, hey, we take all the subscription money that's coming in, you know, you all get the plus 50% that you've, you're normally getting from the one-off sales, but with whether it's lifetime or, or, or monthly or whatever, we put all that money together and, and here, and, and we're going to take, you know, 50% of that. And that will be your guys's money that will be split. And we're just mm-hmm. going to split that evenly. And again, just trying to make it as simple as possible, but fair, I think is the thing. And, and, and it seems to be like you're doing that. Yeah, and that could work well. I mean, if the percentage for them goes down, but the total income goes up, they're going to be fine with that. You know what I mean? Like that's fine. Yeah, they'll be okay with that. And I think that could work. Part of it is we haven't done the subscription thing, so it's very much a a test, like it's an experiment. I've heard a lot of Stu McLaren, so like I've thought about really getting that in there, and then doing things like you said, adding value to those subscribers that you don't get elsewhere. We have a number of ideas for that, so I would love to do that. And it feels like this could be a way to do it. That maybe it's like you're saying, it's a mix. They're still getting a certain percentage when it's a one-off sale, but then it's a little different when it's a subscription and we can probably test it behind the scenes, you know, before maybe going public with it, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think so. And, and there might be some other auxiliary goals that the coaches may have beyond just making more money that perhaps a subscription might lend itself to. For example, maybe they want to get in front of people more online and maybe you can have them come on to do webinars and that would be something they mm-hmm. would, you know, enjoy doing and, and you know, level up their their own career in doing so and doing that with the subscription members could be really cool and a benefit for them as well. That's something I learned from Stu is that the point of the membership is to not just have people pay monthly instead of paying one time. It's the idea of they're they're paying a recurring income to get continual support. And it sounds like that's the kind of business model that would benefit 
your target audience and exactly what they need because they need that ongoing support. And as long as that's there, they're going to continue to pay. Yeah, I think so. And I think, again, I think it's probably similar to the business world. I think one of the biggest things we can offer them is networking and community. Mm-hmm. And and if, you know, if we could do it this way, in addition to your course, you could, we could do some things to connect you to the wider community. And, and, and that would just, that would, could help you more than the course. You know what I mean? So that, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and again, another way to, to, I'm just thinking of other people who I know who are doing similar things. I know some people who use the courses that they have a la carte as like sort of a front end offer. And then they are then offered, some people offer this right away. Some people offer it later, but they offer the subscription model on top of that to get access to the community, to get access to the networking, to get access to you. And that's sort of like, you don't have to, but they kind of make it obvious that that's the right thing to do. So then people will pay not just the upfront cost for the course, but they'll get into the membership on top of that for that ongoing support. And then as a part of the membership, you get a discount on on future courses that that you have as well. So it's not a complete open access to all courses that you have, but it's a it's a significant discount for paying that monthly membership. Yeah, I like that. I think that would be what would be great for us is, yeah, you can still buy them one off, but it's kind of an entry to a subscription that you can do or not. Right. But, you know, and I've seen I've looked around for that. I've only seen one good example of it and it seemed to work well there. And I like that. I think that would be a good model because a lot of people are going to at first sign up for I need that right there. Right. And so they sign up for that course and and that's what they're interested in. But they'd be very open to a subscription if it looks like it's going to benefit them, which I think what we can offer will. Absolutely. I, I, I think that it sounds like that of all the models we've talked about seems to resonate with you the most and fit into the business model. And so I'm curious, like what else is on your mind related to this? What are your next steps with this plan? Yeah, we have to, I think we, we need to talk with our instructors. We've talked to a few. There's a few that have been with us since the very beginning. What's and been the, the consensus from them? They they were totally open to it. They understand. I mean, we said, you know, I think part of the way we described it is, hey, if, if, yes, if you sold 100 courses, which nobody sold 100 courses, and you were getting this percentage of that, that'd be great. But we're not. And we can't get there this way, you know, so we, we need to shift to maybe a different model. And they've been totally open to that. I think the other thing, the other action step is a beta test of subscriptions, maybe behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And we could even do that with maybe some larger churches that have more staff and, and would benefit from it even more, right? Because they could right. get it for cheaper. I think we could do those two things maybe this fall and see where that goes. Yeah, the cool thing about what, like I'm imagining a person getting into one of your courses because they have that specific problem and then they get access to the membership and they meet all these other people who are in other courses and who talk about them. And I go, oh my gosh, like, Jamie, that's awesome. You're, I didn't even know this course was in this, this platform. Like, I would love to join that. And now you're having your, your members almost sell to each other in a way. And of course, because they're members, they get a little bit of a discount or something like that. You know, or maybe it's like, hey, every year you get one course that you, you can get access to for free, but you can get it sooner if you pay, you know, half or w- whatever. I mean, you can do it which, whichever way you want. But I imagine a lot of members being actively playing a big role in, in helping to encourage others to, to get the courses that they got. I mean, I think that's mm-hmm. that's the cool thing about having multiple courses. And, and I've seen that in, in my office hours for my courses. You know, a person will come in with, they buy the affiliate marketing course and they see everybody talking about podcasting and they're like, oh my gosh, like, I guess Pat is really helpful with podcasting too. Let's let's get into that course and they get a discount as well. So it's it's worked for mm-hmm. me. I think it, I, could, I could see it working for you too. I think it would. And we've, you know, we've, been in this kind of world long enough and been to conferences together. And it, it kind of is a community kind of like entrepreneurship. 
and they do. Everybody helps each other yeah. if you can get them connected. But there's a whole group of people, probably like entrepreneurs, that aren't connected. You know, that don't have that network or that community. And th- that would be great. You know, if this could lead to that, the subscription model just helps fuel this community of leaders that all help each other. I love that. I know a few people, uh, Scott Dinsmore, uh, rest in peace, was a guy who did a really good job of taking his community and empowering empowering them to even grow the community. So, for example, in your case, you know, maybe there's some higher level, act, super active community members who then create their own local meetups under your under the Ministry Boost brand. And, and, and they meet monthly in their own location and you and your team aren't even there, but they as a community member, they're sort of stepping up into a moderator role and you're empowering your own community to even support each other in, a, in, a, in an in-person setting as well. And that just, you know, how could a person not continue that subscription after, you know, going to one of those meetings and, and, and meeting, you know, somebody just like them, but they're just a few steps ahead. That's super relatable. And, and, and just community and little niche groups like what you've created here is the future of business. You're, you're doing it right now. And this is where I think a lot of people need to be pointing toward. And this is why things like building super fans and, and nurturing your community is, is absolute key. And you're doing just that. And, you know, you're in the weeds now of how to, how to capitalize on that and how to benefit them even more at the same time. So just congrats on, on where you're at. I think you're definitely way ahead of most. And, and hopefully this encourages the listeners to, uh, you know, build uh, things out and, and, and understand that, you know, there's even other people in the space that can even add value to your community and, and, and everybody can be happy. I, th- I think this is just a wonderful example. So congrats to you for that. Thanks. Yeah, we got a long way to go because I feel like a lot of it is working, but I would say the financial part not working so much right now, you know, for the company, yeah. uh, for instructors and for everything else. And, and the, uh, you know, the owners, we are also instructors. So financially that works well, but for the business itself, not so great. So this is helpful. This, you know, we need to get that healthy and in the black and positive so this thing can help more people and build the community you're talking about. Thank you so much for for being here and, and sharing. And do you mind if we like reach out to you later in the year to see how things are going and see what decisions you've made. I think everybody will be curious about that. Yeah, that'd be great. I imagine we'll, I mean, thinking through what we've talked about today, I imagine we'll beta test now and then maybe at the turn of the year, January, if it works, you know, might that might be the thing we do and the whole model shifts, you know, where it's more subscription and less a la carte or one-off thing. And yeah, I'd love to let you know how it goes, whether it works or crashes. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully it won't do that. But Nick, thank you so much for coming on Family Ministry Podcast and Ministry Boost. Where else can people find you if if, if anywhere else? Yeah, I blog at just my name, nickblevins.com. If you know anybody's connected to church leaders, I write there. And then ministryboost.org is, is where we do you know all that stuff. The course is coaching. If people want to see that, they can see that there. I love it, man. Thanks so much. Good luck to you and your team. And, and we'll connect with uh, with you soon. Awesome. Thanks, Pat. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Nick Blevins. Again, you can find his podcast at Family Ministry Podcast, as well as his site, which should maybe at some point have a membership, which is ministryboost.org. And this relates to an episode of the SPI podcast that was recently published not too long ago. Who is that? Stu McLaren. I'm just literally typing this right now so I can find that episode for you. Usually I'm better prepared, but that's okay. Uh, We're talking about episode 392. So this was published in December of 2019, SPI podcast session 392. And this was actually recorded after the conversation with Nick. So this would be a great follow-up episode over on the Smart Passive Income podcast, not on Ask Pat here, but my actually my primary show, Smart Passive Income, episode 392. To get there quickly, just go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session three. Nine two. Stu McLaren is the king of, uh, he's just a membership site 
genius, really. And he's even helping me this year with some stuff related to memberships as well. And he's just incredible. Tribes is his program. Anyway, more on that in episode 392. For right now, just wanna say a couple last things. Just make sure you sign up to FlynnCon. If you haven't already, FlynnCon is happening in July of 2020 here in San Diego, California. Join me and a number of other members of Team Flynn as we welcome a number of amazing guests and some great workshops and sessions to help you grow your business and connect and stay knowledgeable in the areas of online business and succeeding in life. And then finally, just make sure you hit subscribe because there's more great episodes coming your way later this year. All the best to you and as always, Team Flynn for the win. Cheers. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now you might've noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.